Do you wake up in the morning and instantly feel overwhelmed by the day? I mean, your feet haven't even hit the ground yet and there's just no joy. Any joy that possibly you have has just been sucked out. I understand the years of homeschooling can be hard. There is a lot to do and to take care of every single day. But even though the days are long, and you know what I'm going to say next, it's so cliche, the years truly are short. And before you know it, your kiddos are going to be out making their own lives. We're going to talk today about the reason why a homeschool mom is not enjoying her days, and I'm going to share with you three steps to change this attitude, and fingers crossed that I don't cry. (laughs) Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Whether you have a lot of local homeschool friends or you don't have any at all, either way, it is great to have a larger community to be able to bounce ideas off and and to hear from other people and to just kind of share your experience when it comes to homeschooling. You can find exactly that in my private Facebook group. It's called Embrace the Homeschool Lifestyle Community. There's a link in the show notes. Would love to have you part of that uh, Facebook group. But let's get started on today's episode. I get it. Motherhood is exhausting and the days are so full. You get up in the morning and it's just boom, boom, boom. Your kids might be jumping out of their cribs first thing in the morning. You might have teens who are running off to do this and that. There might just be a jam-packed kind of day. No matter what age range your kiddos are in, there is a lot to do. Often, just when you think you have a routine figured out, someone throws it off. Whether it is a baby that stops napping, or it's a kiddo who gets involved in a new activity, or it's a teen that is getting close to their end of schooling, or they need to take college courses, something will throw off the routine. And this doesn't stop. If you have little ones, do you want to add this? It doesn't stop when you get to the teen years. Honestly, it just gets bigger and things get more complicated. But what does matter is how we respond to life and to our children when things just don't go as we planned. And how do we Enjoy the day that sometimes we don't even know what's coming at us. My three kiddos were all born within five years. It was a little bit crazy at times. When I had a newborn baby, my oldest, I had enrolled her in uh, kindergarten. If you haven't heard our story, kind of shared it here and there that my oldest went through public school through second grade. My middle kiddo went to kindergarten and my youngest did one year at a private preschool and that was it for him. And then we all, we started homeschooling the same exact year, so three kids in five years. And at times I was drowning in diapers, sippy cups. Then we moved to drowning in, you know, various sports teams and activities, even though we really tempered and tried to keep things low, but, you know, keep not doing too many things. But then they would have different interests. One was interested in digging up our backyard. Another one wanted to take some dance classes, just multiple kids who have different interests and different things that they want to pursue. I also really didn't have any breaks. My husband, James, worked some crazy shifts, probably pretty much up until about six years ago. His shifts would change often, and they were not not the best times. 
So whether third shift, morning, or anything. I also didn't necessarily have any family to help at all the day in and day out, which I didn't necessarily expect them to do that, but I didn't have any backup babysitters, no one to pick somebody up from somewhere for me. It was pretty much just me. So if you are in the same situation, I know exactly how you feel. And when I look back, this is a complete side. When I look back, I really see where I had grown and become um, became stronger in my role as a mother uh, because of that. Back to today's episode. I do remember one day looking in the mirror. And you know what I was looking back at me? was a miserable woman in her 30s. She was staring right back at me. And guess what I thought to myself? I wouldn't want to look at me every single day. And at that point, I said, I have got to do something different. I've got to change. I have got to, I have to allow God actually to change in me. I can't make these decisions and do things at, a, at, at my whim. It needs to be him that creates a deeper desire within me to do things differently. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do better about this. I am not going to be as miserable. That's just, that's all I did. That was the beginning step, I guess. That was maybe enough, but not really because it took a big move years later. Uh, It took space during that time after we moved and we just kind of cleared our schedules from any obligations. And at that point, my life slowed down. And that's when I began to realize what really mattered in life during the season of raising children. And you know what that space and that time gave to me? These past few years, I've actually become the fun mom, which is really funny. Sometimes James is like, really, we we need to call, and not that I'm irresponsible or anything, but I just have a, a perspective on things that this isn't going to last forever. I laugh at things that probably shouldn't be laughed at at the time. Sometimes I have to hold back my laughter and, you know, go somewhere else. And that was the same when they were younger too. There was one time my older son with a marker colored himself blue. And I have a picture because I had to take a picture because I needed to remember it years down the road. And it was hilarious, but I couldn't let him know that it was hilarious at the time. And even now with teens, sometimes my husband and I will will have to, you know, okay, we'll have a serious talk about things. And then <laughs> later on when they're in bed, we have a chance to kind of laugh about it. But just allowing my attitude to change, allowing God to kind of transform some areas in my life, I have become fun. And my kids sometimes don't really quite know what kind of dance moves are going to come out, which is kind of embarrassing. Although they don't get as embarrassed as I did when I was their age. I'm trying to embarrass them, but it's not working. I guess they're more secure in who they are than I was at their age. But I kind of like doing the unexpected things. Maybe it's a field trip or a special treat or um, a special dinner, um, time out, or just being like, hey, we're not going to go to school. We're not going to do school today. We're going to go and do this instead. But just overall, hey, let's do a movie night. Just something unexpected. And just to add some joy and some fun to our days. So not that I'm the crazy fun mom who doesn't have any responsibilities, but I have come to realize um, that I want my children to remember me when they move out of the house. I want them to remember me as smiling. I want them to remember that I had joy. I don't want them to look back and the face that they have in their mind is of me just looking miserable and stern. And this doesn't mean that there aren't times that we have to have a straight face and be and have serious conversations. That still does happen. I want them to understand that there is a balance with me. There are things that I am not going to let go. But then also overall, mom still loves me. When I think back to her face, I want to, you know, I want them to remember that I was smiling, that I had joy. And as they now are teens and they drive off, I'm the cheesy mom that stands there, maybe out on the porch or at least at the window and waves and smiles at them and they just kind of smile a little bit, maybe roll their eyes, but that's what I want them to remember. I don't want that. And I said, I wasn't going to cry and I'm probably going to cry now and I haven't even gotten to these steps yet, 
but I want them to remember that mom loved me. She had joy. She enjoyed her days. And I want them to learn um, that we sh- that they should also have joy in their days, no matter whether they're taking care of mundane things every single day in and day out, like we are as homeschool moms. There's a lot of mundane moments. But how do we enjoy each day? Let's jump into these three steps that I have found really has transformed and changed my attitude as I raise children. I do want to add that if the feelings that you are feeling right now, the emotions just kind of feeling a little down and overwhelmed, a little bit like, oh, just the drudgery of every day. I'm kind of speaking, I am, I'm not kind of, but I am speaking into those types of feelings. If you are feeling something that is beyond just normal fluctuations of just mom life, I want to encourage you to talk to somebody because it's going to be much deeper than, you know, what I can kind of do on this. But I want to, I encourage you to reach out and find someone to talk to and get some help if your feelings are much deeper than uh, what I'm going to touch on. The reason why, as a homeschool mom, we may not be enjoying the days is because our perspective is off. We are looking too big. And yes, we need to look big. We need to look at what are the character traits? Who do I want my children to be someday? Who are the adults? What are the adults that I want to raise and put out into the world? Yes, that's that's big. But oftentimes we look at a homeschool year just super big. And what we need to do is we need to stop And we need to take in the moments that are in front of us. This doesn't mean that we don't plan and we don't come up with ideas, but there's also a lot of flexibility. And I'm feeling like that could be an episode in and of itself is like mom's superpower of um, flexibility, something that we really learn as homeschool moms. But really what I have found is just that your perspective is off and we're looking too big and we need to stop and take in this moment. I'm going to go super cliche again here, but we never know when something is going to be the last time. I'm going to give you an example. My youngest is over six feet tall. He's 14 years old. I have to literally look up to talk to him. Oftentimes I'll have him sit down so that we can have a more, you know, eye to eye kind of conversation. But every morning when he would get up, he would come and find me in my room, reading my, doing my devotions. And we've lived in this house for a little over three years. And it's probably been maybe a year since he stopped doing that. But for two years, he would come in, he he would kind of knock gently on the door and I would say, come in, he'd come in. And you know what he would do? He would sit on my lap. He was just about almost as tall as I am at that point. I'm 5'5". If you want to know the difference between, you know, between the height of 5'5 and he's over six feet now. But he would come in and he would just kind of sit on my lap. And a little while later, James would maybe come in. We would talk a little bit and then he'd go down and eat breakfast. But James would come in sometimes and see him sitting there and he's like, this looks ridiculous. And I was like, yeah, I know maybe it does, but I like it. I I enjoy it. But I really felt like he was going to kind of stop doing that, not just because of height, but he was getting older. And I asked my husband to take a picture of us. And (laughs) that is one of my most favorite pictures. It does look ridiculous because he was almost about my height and was sitting just kind of on my knees. He couldn't fully sit on my lap because it just would be too uncomfortable. But I'm so glad that I had that perspective of this is my youngest, this is my quote unquote baby. And let's get a picture of this no matter how kind of silly it looks. And now that he is way taller than me, he doesn't come and sit on my lap, but he does often come and sit, you know, kind of and snuggle next to me. And all of that to say is we never know when something we take for granted will be the last time. We don't know if this time that our a child, you know, scrambles up and wants us to hold them. We don't know if that was the last time we're going to carry our child. We don't know when the last time is they're going to need their our help to tie their shoes. Again, we don't know when the last time is they're going to sit on our lap. When's the last time they're going to want to crawl into a stroller? When the last time is they need help with their seatbelt? 
And why can I, I am, I am like pretty emotional here with kids and, and moving out because I really am moving into the season. But I say to myself, I don't know when is the last time that I'm, they're going to be in my house and saying goodbye to me as they get in their car and, and uh, drive off to go to work or go to a friend's house. We just don't know when the last time is. And, and not to, I don't want to make anybody feel guilty and to feel like, you know, you aren't, you aren't doing enough because you're not running and waving to your kids. That's fine. That's just me and my weirdness. So don't use guilt to make you feel bad about this. But we also, you know, need to find a balance, like not to idolize every moment. There really has to be a balance and we recognize these things. And for me, just keeping in mind, I don't know when the last time is that we'll do this just brings down my my heightened, maybe, uh, maybe my temper might bring down um, my emotions when it comes to things that I will just kind of go with the flow a little bit more. So I know that I say, you know, I don't know when the last time is. And again, I, I don't want you to feel guilty at all about this because there's probably things that have passed already with your kids and it was the last time. But I think we can use that to motivate us to enjoy every day and every moment more. So when I said the biggest reason, the biggest reason is that we're not enjoying days is that our perspective is off. We're looking too big and we just need to bring it down. Again, there is that balance of not idolizing these things, but there's also that balance of of needing to plan and to uh, look forward to things because we can't graduate a child from high school all of a sudden, you know, when they're 17, 18 and not have planned what to do when they were 14, 15, 16. So there are those plans, but take into account also the moments of each each day. Let's jump into the three steps that have really worked in my life to change my attitude from one of duty and drudgery for the day to one of joy uh, that I feel in the morning and that I'm able to always draw back to during the day when I feel like I'm getting a little bit off. Let's pull back, let's reach out for that joy and let's grab it. And so let's talk about these three steps. The first one is first thing in the morning upon waking, take a deep breath and decide that today will be different. My temper is going to be measured. My perspective is adjusted. And I'm going to keep in mind that I and you, we get to do life with our children. We get to do the day in, the day out. And I know there's a lot when it comes to the day in and day out. There's three meals. That means the kitchen also needs to be cleaned up three times. There's the dog to take care of. There's the lessons to take care of. There's the library books to return. There's activities to get to. There's the time playing outside and uh, enjoying time as a family, extended family, all of these different things. So we have to keep, you know, these in mind and balance with that. But also just in the morning, I just want to encourage you just decide today is going to be different. Okay, I lost my temper yesterday. Today is going to be different. And keep in mind, keep our our tempers measured, our perspective adjusted, and remember that we get to do life with our children. What an amazing privilege that God has blessed us. Whether you have one child, you have six children, you have 10 children, anywhere in between that he has blessed us with. Children are a blessing and a lot goes along with that blessing, a lot of duties and responsibilities. And sometimes we don't see the blessing until they're a little bit older and I can see the blessing now. I'm like, wow, how blessed my life is that I have these three humans, these three people that I've been able to pour into and to have a front row seat to watch them grow and learn and become who God has created them to be. Step number two, don't get caught up in the to-do lists and the tasks. 
again, there's a balance to it. We have to get some things done. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Don't get on the fa- on the table magically. I mean, I certainly wish they did, but they don't. But take a look at your to-do list. Are there too many tasks on there? Are, is there literally too many things that are not even physically possible to accomplish in a day, in a week, in a month, year, even in a lifetime? Do you have too many responsibilities? Head back to episode two. I talked about overwhelmed mom and then episode three about setting up a routine. Those maybe will give you a little bit more of a perspective and some tangible uh, ways to implement some of these different things. But oftentimes we just have added too much uh, to our to-do list that we just can't even do. And when we do that, what happens? We become stressed out. Our temper is very short. We become, we freak out over little things. Now I know they say like, don't cry over spilled milk, but you know what? (laughs) I always hated that saying because that person obviously has never cleaned up milk. Milk is so sticky. I would rather clean up most anything else than milk, but you get the point. Don't cry over spilled milk, you know, but I think the person who came up with that saying had a good point. They're saying this seems like a little thing, even though they've probably never cleaned up spilled milk. But it's a little thing and don't let it control and rule your emotions for the day. There's going to be things. There's going to be um, things that come up. There's there's going to be issues. We're in relationships with our family and they are there day in and day out. And we need to, we don't want to ignore them. We don't want to sweep them under the rug. But when we have too much on our plate, you can ask my kids. They'll be like, uh-oh, mom's, mom's got too much. They know when I have too much and they're like, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> but we have to remember that our first responsibility and our first um, people that we are to pour into is our husband and our children. And at times we have to let go of other responsibilities so that we can pour into those. Those are the relationships that God has called us uh, first to pour into. I want to encourage you to take moments every single day. And I want you just to look into each individual child's eyes and just really connect, not in some like weird kind of way, staring at each other. I mean, some kids would probably think it would be fun to have a staring contest. Then go ahead and do that. But take time each day to really connect, sit down, get down to their level, or if they're taller than you, have them come down to your level and really kind of talk, listen to what they have to say. Oftentimes with teens, this happens at like nine, 10 o'clock at night. And my brain is about done, but still that's a chance where they are open to listening to us and we can really hear they're open to talking a great, uh, this has nothing, well, maybe a little bit to do with it, but a great way to connect with teen boys is in the car because teens don't always, teen boys don't always want to like, they don't want that looking into each other's eyes or anything. It kind of weirds them out. But when you're driving, especially if it's at night, you're both facing forward. They don't have to look. I have found that they are much more open, ask a lot of questions, and we can really process and talk about a lot of things. And that even falls under the, you know, taking moments to look into each other's eyes, you know, do it on a way. It's kind of like a way of saying, like, find a way to be able to connect with your kids. Maybe they are playing on the ground with building Legos, playing with dolls, and you get down and just interact with them on their level on what they're doing at that time. Could be an older child who is working on a project in a different way. Maybe they're out in the garage working on building a machine or something. Go out, just take some time every single day to really connect with your child. The third step here, this is, I mean, the wording isn't earth shattering or anything. I'm just going to throw it out to you. But mama, I want you to walk away from being uptight. I know that that probably comes more naturally to some personalities. And I'm over here literally raising my hand right now. Being uptight comes naturally to my type of personality, type A kind of organized need control kind of personality. 
but let things go. Laugh. Oh my goodness. The more we laugh and enjoy and laugh at the things, laugh. I mean, okay, I didn't laugh at the three, four-year-old who colored himself blue, but we have laughed about it ever since. And it's been kind of fun because at the time, if I laughed, he probably would have colored himself red the next day or something like that. So within, we'll say, parameters of how old your kiddos and stuff and what you can laugh. But I mean, laugh at their jokes. Um, Someone was sharing on Instagram the other day, their kids jokes that they made up. And I kind of groaned because to be honest, I remember my kids going through that stage of telling jokes all the time, whether they made them up or they had a joke book and stuff and their delivery was completely off, not really a good delivery, but laughing. And so those kinds of, sometimes you got to fake it, but oftentimes when we fake it. The laughter really does come. But when you laugh, then they laugh. We just, my kids and I now at this point, just laugh about the stupidest things. And, um, so for an example, <laughs> if this is the fun part about having teens is that they kind of get things in life. So this morning, um, at church, we were trying to coordinate with somebody. My uh, older son actually went and bought a pickup truck. He's going forth with his, um, business and, we wanted to be able to head straight to um, pick this up right after church. And so my husband had been texting him and wanted just to text him a thumbs up and accidentally hit the emoji, like the face, like the blowing kiss emoji. And he hit that. And I was like, why is he, why is he sending that? Because I mean, he tapped it and I looked over and I'm like, why is he sending that to, is he texting me? I'm sitting right here. That's super weird. He accidentally texted the guy that we were buying the truck from a kissing emoji. And we, the look on his face when he realized that he sent that and I looked at him and we just were trying so hard not to laugh okay maybe we shouldn't have been texting but we were on a on a short timeline right there right before church service started so that's my disclaimer for that but it was so I I kind of leaned over and told my one kiddo and then we finally told the other kiddo was on the other side and just the whole service we just were kind of like trying not to laugh because we're just thinking about this guy who's selling his truck and we're like yeah well come on over and then the person who's buying sends you like a a kissing emoji so anyway that just laughing laughing about things laughing about the things that we sometimes get wrong but in a kind way I'm not saying laughing at each other but just laughing at funny things. Just life can be funny. Ditch the to-do list sometimes. Soak in the day. Remember, these days fly by. We don't get this day back. If we've messed up this day, the beautiful thing about grace is that we get the next day. So decide upon waking, take a deep breath and decide today's going to be different. I hope that this episode has helped kind of given you on a high level just, you know, reason why you're not enjoying your day and three steps to adjust it. If you are beginning to homeschool, fairly new to homeschooling, maybe you just kind of jumped into it and you're feeling overwhelmed, I want to hear from you. My program, Hello Homeschool Academy, is open right now, but enrollment is closing on March 31st. And the way the program is set up right now with one-on-one coaching with me, it will never look like this again. Going to be revamped and it's going to be great afterwards, but I want to let you know that if you want to get in on this right now, this is your chance. This enrollment will end on March 31st. Check out the link in my show notes and let's set up that first initial call so you and I can chat. In the meantime, tomorrow morning, I want you to start these three steps. The first one is upon waking, you're going to take a deep breath and decide today is going to be different. The second one is you're not going to get too caught up in your to-do list and your tasks. And if you need to let some things go, you're going to let some things go. And you're going to take some time to really connect with your child every single day. The third step, 
you're going to walk away from being uptight. You're going to laugh more. You're going to let things go. You're going to let things roll off your back. Yes, there are things we need to measure with, you know, we need to discipline our child when it is, when it is needed, when we need to correct and, and reroute them. That's fine. But we're going to remember that we don't get back today and we're going to enjoy today and these moments. Remember, ask yourself this question. What do I want my children to see when they look at me? Do I want them to see me smiling? Yes, you do. I know you do, Mama. So put that smile on your face and let them remember you as a smiling and joyful Mama. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.